created live on Fireside. Welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread. We are always so happy to bring you guys stories. And today is a really exciting one because we have Carrie Shuffman from UBS. And Cynthia, would you like to kind of take us through a little bit about the relationship? But welcome, Carrie, to YNS Live with NFL Thread. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. We're so glad to have you, Carrie, because our relationship has gone for over like six years now, which is crazy when you think about it. Um, We met the first time when we were having the Own Your Worth workshop with UBS Mm -hmm. um, in Nashville, which we had so much fun there at the draft, at the NFL draft there. And we continued on. We went to Nashville. We went to Philadelphia, Miami, Atlanta. Chicago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two events in one weekend. I look back on that sometimes. You know how like when you do things, you're like, whoa, how did we do that? So we had we had a Saturday, a Thursday event and then a Saturday event. That was crazy. Yeah, um, I just appreciate you because when you get in front of the NFL women and you share your own personal story of how you came across understanding the importance of saving and finance, and then you make them understand that importance for themselves. And it is like own your worth means so much. It says so much. So I thank you for being here so we can talk more about everything that we do. Well, thank you so much. And and that means that means a lot both to me personally, professionally, to us at UBS, uh, to our women's segment. Um, you've been terrific partners and it's been so great to share the own your worth message with all the incredible women of, of NFL thread. Yeah. So Carrie, can you, so you're the head of women's strategic segment at UBS, right? With client strategies office, you've held that now for how many years and how did you kind of grow into that position? Yeah. So it's been, um, almost six years, six years this summer that I've been in this role, which is crazy. Six years flies by. Um, I've been at UBS for almost a dozen years. Um, it's a wonderful place to work. And, And really what happened was, um, six, seven years ago, as we were thinking uh, as a firm strategically about how can we really meet our clients where they are? How can we address the unique needs that our clients have, um, that people have when it comes to their financial lives? Uh, What does that look like? And how can we do that in the best way that also addresses uh, demographic changes, um, you know, the growth that we're seeing in certain demographics So the decision was made to build out these strategic client segments, including our women's segment, given that women control and are on track to control uh, more wealth than ever before in the U.S. and around the world, which frankly I think is overdue. Um, And we saw tremendous opportunity to help women navigate their financial lives, prepare for their financial futures. And uh, we really saw an opportunity to make sure that women are in a place where they can own their worth, as we like to say, around this tremendous um, opportunity that they have around their wealth while also recognizing certain demographic trends. The fact that women tend to live longer than men on average about five years. Divorce rates in the U.S. still continue to hover at about slightly below 50%. Many women are choosing not to get married to remain single. And so all of these trends are sort of conspiring to the fact that many women are in a position where they have to manage their finances on their own, coupled with that changing face, that changing female face of wealth, it became very clear to us that there was a real need to to focus on this space and really help women um, as they navigated their financial journeys. To me, it's so exciting. Um, And, you know, while we were trying to figure things out before, Juliet admitted that when it comes to finances, she's like, Dan does all that. (laughs) 
And, you know, like, no. And I feel like when you started, I remember you giving us the statistics about that very fact that so many women do put that in the hands, no matter how, you know, no matter what they do, no matter how successful they are, even the CEOs of companies are feeling the same way. But do you feel like that you, since you started your study and since those initial stats, has that changed over the last six years? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think, you know, Juliet, I hear that a lot. Um, that's really what our research has uncovered. And so much of what we do, our goal is to bring more women to the financial table. Um, and all, all women, right? Women are a population, not a segment, despite my title. And so whether you are um, a C-suite executive or you're running a business or you um, do not work outside the home and you're, you know, raising children or you are just starting out with your first job and facing a mountain of student loans, or you're thinking about retirement in your 60s, whoever you are, wherever you are, our goal is to make sure that you feel like you have a good handle on where you stand currently, what your current financial picture is, and then where you're heading in the future. And, you know, can you achieve the goals that are most important to you? Because the reality is whether we like it or not, whether money is still a taboo topic, money still has such tremendous impact on our lives. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that. Um, and that we look at as, as, as a positive, as an opportunity, right? If we can take a more active role in understanding, you know, what's coming in, what's going out, our income, our spending, uh, our financial planning for the future, then we can be in a better place to achieve the goals that we have for ourselves, our loved ones, our communities, the world around us. So that's sort of the importance of it. And I think that's really what we talk about um, for women who are engaged or maybe who are looking to become more engaged. And so um, to answer your question, Cynthia, I think, you know, our initial own your worth research um, six years ago showed that about half of women uh, in heterosexual couples and about 40% of women in same sex couples told us that they were not engaged in the long term financial decisions within their households and that they deferred those decisions to a partner or spouse. Um, and again, when we say long term financial decisions, we're talking about investing, financial planning, you know, making sure that you have a will or an estate plan or important documentation, uh, insurance. So less like the short-term day-to-day liquidity considerations. We see women are very involved in those according to our research, but the longer-term decisions are where we saw many women said, I don't have time. I'm not interested. My spouse or partner handles it. Um, and that's really been what we've been trying to change. And I, I think that we're seeing a positive shift um, to answer that question, honestly, because of the events of the last few years. Yeah. And I, and I would love to jump in because when I was reading the article, you know, the own your worth and then also the segment that was out in the playbook this year, it's funny because I have never been good at math. And it was like, as I was reading it, it, you know, math as a young girl, it was like, Oh, you're not good at it. You're not going to be taught it. So I never grasped that, you know, concept. So then when I married my husband, who is very like, Hey, do you want to be involved in this? Do you want to be involved in that? And as I was reading the article and it was so true, I'm like, no, no, you got this because I have this part of the family. And then I did choose to stay home and then I started my own business. So it's kind of gone full circle, but I still, because I didn't have that confidence with money, I've never been good with money, you know, never good, been good with numbers because it didn't, it wasn't something that resonated to, with me when I was young that I always was just like, okay. So I love that you guys are kind of changing that narrative and really bringing it out and talking because when, when Cynthia said we were doing this and I was reading that, I was like, I'm one of those women. <laughs> I literally am like, honey, you got this. So I think it's so important. And I mean, 
I think it's really important to mention you're not alone, right? This is something that we see across the board. And I think so much of uh, the reason that we've done all this research over the last six years and actually gone out and spoken to and surveyed thousands and thousands of women, single women, married women, divorced women, widowed women, you know, from ages early 20s all the way up to, you know, 80s, uh, all different professions, life situations is because we want to emphasize that this is a, a situation that we see across the board. And so you're not alone. Um, there's nothing to be embarrassed about, but how can we try to get you more engaged, get you more involved? And um, I think some of that stuff starts so early on. You know, we look at statistics around girls and boys in STEM, or we look at financial confidence rates. And it's, it's really important. And I always say this, um, this is not a competence issue whatsoever between the genders. In fact, actually financial literacy scores between uh, women and men are relatively equal. Um, and there's a lot of research I'm, I'm pleased to say that shows that women actually outperform men uh, in long-term investing. And yet there's this confidence gap that we continue to see that I think um, often prevents many women from feeling like they can have a seat at the table. So twice as many men through our research told us that they're confident in investing um, compared to women. And 70% of the women that we surveyed in our research said that they believe that women as a whole overestimate what's required to be financially engaged. So this is certainly a prolific problem. And we're really trying to change the narrative and emphasize you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to you know, know how to calculate a bond yield or watch you know, finance shows on TV every day to be able to say, what's most important to me, to my family, and how is our financial situation going to help achieve that or alleviate the concerns that we have. And, and that's really what it's all about. Oh, Cynthia, I think you're on mute. Yeah, I, I, I feel it's so important to me. First of all, I sometimes think it's women just being respectful too. It's almost like saying, Hey, I'm going to grill today. Got it. And then it's like, wait, 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 you know, I do the grilling. So I feel like you, you also try to be respectful. But what I want to talk about is the fact that for the NFL community, I look at the idea that you can start saving when you're young and at some point in your life, because you started saving when you were young, you have the opportunity to impact your family, that you have the opportunity to help your husband when he's going through a transition, when he's trying to figure out what he wants to do. You have the opportunity to help your children go through school. You that you can create long lasting legacy for your family. And I think there's nothing more powerful than that. And when we had one of the workshops in Philadelphia, I think it was, where we did the math and we just showed on the smallest scale what you could save, it, it freaked everybody out. Because Juliet, you wouldn't believe this. It was like, if you take the money that you spend on a latte every day, every morning, and you save it, it's about $1,800 a year. And if you take that $1,800 a year and invest it, you know, over 10 years, it's up in the 80 something thousand. I remember we made a big check and presented it. And at 20, it's like three times the amount. And so the women were like, what? You know, because what we were thinking was, what if you took $10,000 and just invested it, you know, and just watched it grow. And, and I'm sorry if I'm rambling, but to me, this information is so important for this NFL community. You know, I'll never forget when Wale, who's a former player, and Carrie came and stood before the group and he shared that he explained to his family, listen, I, 
let me get situated so I can help you with the money that I grow and not the money that I earn. If I help you with the money that I earn, we're all going to be like in a bad situation. We're all going to be broke. Let's just work on what we earn with that money. We'll grow, not earn. And everybody's just like, it made so much sense. It was like this light bulb went off. So like as the gatekeeper in the NFL, I love sharing this information with this you know, NFL family because it can start today. You can start saving right now. Yeah, I I absolutely agree, and I think I think the importance of saving, of having an emergency fund, of having that plan in place. It doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to start with a full comprehensive financial plan that takes you from now to fifty years from now. It's more like, what are we trying to accomplish in the next year? You know, what do we have coming in? How much of that do we want to save? What are the expenses that we have to pay for, right? So kind of looking at that cash flow full picture. So what's coming in versus what's going out. And then finding the opportunities to save, uh, to build that emergency fund, to invest some of those savings. And, and of course, and I, I have to say this, you know, investments, there are risks with investments. You can't guarantee any type of, um, you know, return by any means. But over time, historically, we have seen that, you know, if you invest money, it will grow over time, of course, subject to market conditions. But um, investing is a really great way to potentially grow your wealth. Um, and so is saving, of course, and and, and having that that is, is, I think, a really important thing. And we, we actually often talk about it, and Wale talks about this a lot, uh, the concept of needs, wants, and wishes as you think about um, your financial life. And I think that's a great kind of thing to think about. So 50% of um, you know your spending should go to your needs, right? What do you actually need to survive as a person, as a family? Uh, food, shelter, transportation, clothing, you know, to get to, you know, to bring, where to work or to wear around, you know, not maybe like shopping, you know, clothing, but just the basic needs, 50% of that should go. And then 30% should go to want. So for example, if you want to buy that latte every day and you are, you know, budgeting for it, you absolutely should. If it brings you joy, it's your, you know, caffeine, uh, in the morning, that's fine. But to understand, you know, what are the trade-offs, right? And then that last 20% can be your wishes. Maybe it's a family vacation or, you know, thinking about saving up for that dream home or buying a new car that you don't, really need, but it would be really nice to have. So we love to think of that 50, 30, 20 needs, wants, wishes rule um, as a great uh, thing to think about. And then the last thing I'd say, you know, when we think about budgets, everyone often thinks of a budget and they associate it with limitation. I like to think of a budget as an opportunity. If you can stay on budget, it means you're affording those needs, wants, and potentially wishes that are important to you. It means you're saving and building that nest egg building that foundation that can then grow over time. So to me, following a budget, developing a budget, it's really all about the opportunity ahead of you as opposed to limiting yourself in any way. That's great. Cynthia, can I ask, I just would love to know, like, Carrie, why did you get into finance? Can you give us a little bit of like your path of how you landed where you are? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was always interested generally. I didn't even think I fully understood the markets per se, but I was always interested in like how the world worked, like, you know, how, okay, you go to a store and you buy groceries. Where does that money come from? How does it work? Like, how do the groceries get to the store? Like, you know, you go on a vacation. How does that get paid? 
for all of those things I was always really fascinated by. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I got to college. And so I figured, all right, I'm just going to pick a practical degree. And economics seemed practical. It seemed like a good way of understanding how, you know, the world works, how society works. Um, and I really enjoyed it and um, started at UBS almost 12 years ago um, and really loved what I did. I think, you know, working in the wealth management industry, it's such a people business. Uh, we get to actually help people plan for their futures, achieve their goals, whether that's, you know, uh, buying that dream home or putting kids or grandchildren through college or giving back to the causes or the charities that are most important to you, retiring at a certain age. Um, that I just found that really rewarding. And I also really like, I, I feel like there's so much opportunity in this business to change the way we do it, whether that means engaging with more women, engaging with people of color, engaging with underrepresented communities, and really trying to share like the own your worth message really around trying to get more people at the financial table because financial well-being and overall well-being are inextricably linked. And so I see tremendous opportunity to really try to affect positive change through uh, the conversation around financial well-being and financial participation, as we like to call it. I love that. So what, like, were, were your parents in the finance world? Like, you know, as no. you were the curious kid? No. no okay. My mom's a teacher. My dad's a lawyer. Uh, they are always like, I don't really understand what you do. Um, but, the, the, but they're also very proud. So it's, it's very nice. But yeah, um, no, there was no sort of finance background in my family whatsoever. It just seemed, you know, when I was 18 and all of my friends were, and I were thinking about what's, you know, what do we do with our lives? I just figured I'd go with the practical option. And then it's really, I would say, uh, paid off tremendously in terms of actually finding, I don't know if it's sort of like the chicken and the egg. I, I picked a practical field and then I developed this wonderful passion and this opportunity to help women. Um, so I don't know if it was like my calling or like, or if this is how it all, I, I don't know how it all netted out, but I'm, I'm right. very grateful. Well, but I think when you said that, like you were always interested in how things worked, it like it's the curious mind. And that's what we talk mm -hmm. about on this podcast is what I talk about in life. Having a curious mind and following that curious mind sometimes leads us to beautiful things. So you should yeah. always keep that curious mind open. So thank you for sharing that. Of course. Of course. Yeah. For me, I feel like We've had so many wonderful like opportunities together. Um, we shared some amazing content through the playbook in all five volumes. There's serious content from UBS. And when we have the workshops, you know, there's the women are just so tuned in. They're so attentive to everything that's being said. So here's what I want to ask you. Say one of the women at one of the events wants to get started. You know, you guys always say start the conversation. So walk me through how you would absolutely get in there and help somebody, anybody really, but in this particular case, we are talking about NFL women. Walk us through that process. Yeah, it's a great question. So I would say a few different things. The first would be we have wonderful resources online that are available to everyone. You don't have to be a UBS client. It's available to the general public. So UBS.com slash women is our main website. Um, and then we also have an educational website, ubs.com uh, slash my money move with um, content on various financial topics based on our research that are most important to the women that we surveyed. Things like developing a budget, planning for life's what ifs, um, thinking about, you know, how to retire, whatever it might be. So those would be two things, ubs.com slash women uh, and then ubs.com slash my money move. 
um, our athletes and entertainer segment. And Cynthia, you mentioned Wale, who's a wonderful colleague and friend who leads our sports and entertainment division. He and his team also have terrific resources for those in the spotlight, athletes, entertainers, and their families. That's available at ubs.com slash legacy. So I say all that to say, we really have tremendous resources, both specifically for women investors, as well as for athletes and entertainers and their families. And I think what's really great is we kind of bring those two things together to bear. Um, and it's particularly relevant for, for your audience. So that would be the first thing. And then, you know, we have a workforce of 6,000 plus financial advisors, terrific financial advisors across the country, you know, and pretty much every state and city in the U.S. Um, And so they are the ones that are the boots on the ground actually helping clients or prospective clients understand, you know, how do we develop a financial plan that is suitable and and relevant to you? What are your goals? What are your needs? And then really crafting that conversation based on that unique person's um, considerations um, and and suitability. Um, So that would be the next step, right? If someone's really interested in having that conversation, we can help connect them with a UBS advisor and they can, you know, I think finding an advisor is an extremely important process. You want to find someone that you know, resonates with you, that you feel like you have a good rapport. So, you know, certainly you can talk to or interview a couple different people and see, you know, maybe someone actually, maybe someone played professional sports and you have that alignment, or maybe you meet someone who's incredibly passionate about helping women navigate their financial lives. And he or she really, really like, just, you feel like he or she gets you. So that would be the next process in connecting someone with, with a financial advisor. And then in one question, so I wanted to continue, but is are you that first call and is Wale that first call for the NFL community? Um, we, we definitely can be. Um, and then I would say also, if you go on any of our websites that I mentioned before, ubs.com slash women, ubs.com slash legacy, uh, and you scroll down, there's actually a get in touch section and you can actually put in your name, your contact information and what you're looking for. Um, and that goes to a central um, sort of, group, if you will. I don't know what the right word is. Um, and they will then kind of ping that inquiry to the right person based on, you know, what you fill out. So that's another great way of just being directly potentially connected with an advisor as well. So either way, we're happy to help kind of act as the the conduit, but I also think that's a great direct way to do it right on our website. Uh, yeah. So Thank that, you. Okay. So, yeah, so they've made a connection. Right. But now, so what happens after that? They've made the connection. They're interested. They have a plan. You mentioned that women after COVID want to give, they want to impact the world. They want to, they want to change things. So that's interesting because that takes, that takes planning and organizing, you know, their legacy. So what, what happens now? Is there this conversation about what are your dreams? What are your goals? Yeah. So in a meeting with a financial advisor, he or she will sit down with you with your spouse or partner, if you're married, um, with whomever you may want to have other, you know, family members or loved ones there and really try, really try to understand, you know, who are you? What's most important to you? Um, what are your goals? What's your current financial situation? So they'll need to really understand that current picture. You know, what are your assets? What do you have? What are your liabilities or what's your debt? Um, what's your income look like? You know, your cash flow versus your spending. And then from there, they can start to say, all right, what are your goals now? Then like, let's say three to five years from now, and then all the way into the future and beyond your legacy goals, as we say. Um, and then from there, they can start to craft a plan 
that is right for you. And, you know, they'll ask some tough questions, but again, you know, Juliet, to your point about, you know, they're not technical, right? Nobody's saying like where, you know, asking complicated questions around like calculations. It's really, <laughs> I mean, they're really profound questions that you might be asked. Like we have some wonderful advisors who will say to a potential client or, or prospective client, what keeps you up at night? I mean, what a great question. And that's a very personal question. And, and I like to say, nobody knows your life better than you do. So nobody's more equipped to answer that question than you are. Um, so the conversation will be had. And then obviously, you know, you need to agree on many different things, the structure of the relationship, the fees that are involved, you know, what, what you're looking to get out of the relationship versus what that advisor is going to provide. That's all, you know, separate and unique to an individual investor or client. Um, but from there, that starts a potential advisor relationship. Um, and that advisor can be your sounding board. They can help answer the questions that you have. They can help fill in the gaps that you have. Um, they can help develop that financial plan. Um, and they can also say, you know, hey, you have two minor children. Uh, do you have uh, guardianship documentation in place? Uh, have you thought about if something happened to you, you know, uh, what are your wishes? Um, do you have, a, you know, we don't provide legal advice by any means, but do you have those important documentations, a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy, guardianship of minor children? Uh, they might say, you know what, last year you spent, you know, you told me that you thought you spent this and saved that, but it actually looks like you spent a little more. Um, so maybe we want to watch that, or maybe you spend a little bit less and actually now you save more. So let's put more of that into the markets. Let's invest more of that. Um, so that expert advisor, financial professional can really help you, uh, both get on track and stay on track, um, and fill in some of those gaps. And one of the things that I kind of love that you said, and it always brings us back to like what connects people is that someone's asking someone questions that are going to give a little insight into who they are. And so mm -hmm. it's about the stories. It's again, you're connecting with someone. And as you said, you can go through a couple different financial advisors. Like you might not connect with this one, but then you might really connect with that. And I think that's such an important thing that UBS has that kind of funnel to say, Hey, here are a couple people. Let's sit down. Let's see if your personalities kind of go, let's ask you those questions that are going to make you think a little bit. And I think there's a lot of times where um, people maybe are a little nervous about that. Cause they don't know, as you said, like if, if I went to a financial advisor and he starts asking me math questions, I would start sweating. Right. But knowing the process, which Cynthia asked you, I think is really, really helpful. And for the NFL community to think, as Cynthia said, you know, they know, right? Their, their spouse is not going to be in the league forever. That money is going to stop at some point. So, so really setting themselves up early, which a lot of people don't like to think about, you know, you don't like to think about the stuff that you have to do, but it's really important, especially when you're in the professional athletic world to really set yourself up for that. So this relationship is such a beautiful one that where you guys can come in, really show your personality, say, here are the different things. Here are the blocks. This is how you're going to do it. Here's the links. This is, you know, the relationship that could be formed. Let's sit down and really talk and explore. I think it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, and I will say on, um, on our website, that educational website, I mentioned ubs.com slash my money move. One of the topics is why should I seek financial professional financial advice? And what does that look like? So there are the questions that you should ask an advisor. There's more information about finding um, an advisor that's right for you, because I think it is, it is so important. And then to Cynthia's point, you know, as, as our latest research has shown, 
women in particular have told us that they were tremendously impacted by the events of the last two years, COVID-19, a rise in uh, social activism, geopolitical and economic uncertainty, all of these things women have really told us have made them reevaluate what's most important to them. And they see money as a tool to achieve their life's vision and their life's purpose. And so I think an advisor can actually help. I mean, that's kind of a daunting thought, right? How do I actually do that? Certainly there are ways in every day, you know, maybe you buy from companies whose mission aligns with your own or you don't buy from companies whose missions don't align with, align with your own. That's a pretty simple decision, you know, at the point of sale that you can make. But some of those bigger conversations around like, do I want to switch careers to find more meaningful work? Do I want to start a business? Um, do I want to give back to charity? And what does that look like? Do I want to align my investments with my values? An advisor can really help you help you do that. Yeah. And I think what you said is because it's really important. Like I, I totally give to charity. I do all these different things and it's really important. If I didn't have my husband who was there being like, Hey, like you got to think about it. Right. Cause I'm like, Oh, let, let's, Oh, this person needs it. This person. And if you have a plan, even though some of us that love to live a little bit in the chaos, love to kind of live by the seat of our pants to have a loose plan is always important, especially when it comes to your finances, because you never know when things can change. And if you don't have that, and I think a lot of times people also NFL community or not, maybe are like, well, maybe I make this, is that enough for a financial planner? They don't, and they don't know to go there. Right. But it really, as you guys said, it can start today and it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You talk to someone and say, Hey, this is what I'm making. This is what I want in the future. And it's really about planning for that future. So you might not be there yet, but a financial planner is going to be able to help you get to that and achieve that. And I think that's what's, you know, is, is so important and such a good message to really be out there. Absolutely. Yes. I want to definitely mention that anybody that is interested in reading two amazing articles and features from UBS in this issue of the playbook can just go to nflthread.com slash pivot. And there's a fantastic article that is the next stage that deals mostly with the sports and entertainment. And then there's also women on purpose. And I think Carrie that there's so many, the, the facts there, the stats there, it's just incredible. And what people are doing and what women are doing and where women are heading, you know, they're changing and growing in finance and, and it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. And I want everybody to read them. Um, and it's probably, they're probably also available on UBS.com, but it's really nice to see it in the playbook because it is kind of like, targeted towards, you know, this community. And so, yeah, so if anybody wants to, it's downloadable, you can, you can read it right there online. So I, I appreciate you guys putting that content in the playbook and I appreciate our relationship. I love that, you know, that all of our guests at our events get to talk to you guys one-on-one. -on -one and um, so it's been um, really beneficial for so many people just to have that good, good information in their heads and hopefully it leads to them building their own legacies. Absolutely. Well, we've loved working with, with you, Cynthia, and the NFL Thread and being a part of so many wonderful events over the years. Um, so, and, and thank you for, for sharing uh, important messages that we have with, with your community. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, Juliet, I think you're on mute. I am on mute. I'm going to be the time cop. It's 2.20. So we look cute. Cute on mute. You're cute on mute. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, but so I know we want to wrap this up because Carrie, I know that you yes. have to run for your meeting, but we just want to thank you, you know, again, for joining YNS Live with NFL Thread, you know, and, and being such a support to NFL Thread. And um, we look forward to seeing you at, you know, future events. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me.